Have you ever eaten an entire pint of ice cream because you were depressed or even worse, because you were pissed off? Well, you're not alone. And today in the third of my series, The Yoga of Food, we're going to talk about how to let shit go so that you can let go of emotional eating. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and get started. Hi, hi, friends. My name is Tammy, and I am a dietitian, nutritionist, and yoga teacher, and this is my podcast where I bring you life lessons from the yoga mat. I'm going to help you simplify your health and wellness journey so that you can live the life you've always wanted. I'll show you how, when you take action and do things that are good for you, often you find things that are really awesome in return. Kind of like when you find chocolate on your yoga mat. Hey, hey, welcome back. So today in There's Chocolate on My Yoga Mat, we're going to complete the series on the yoga of food and how yoga can help you to become a mindful eater. So this is a topic that I love to talk about and I talk about it all the time. So I thought it was pretty appropriate to bring it here to the podcast and give you guys kind of a tutorial on how to put your... Uh, mindful eating practice into practice. In episode four of the podcast, we covered part one and that was building awareness, right? So really learning how to tune into your body and everything that happens because most of the time we go through life not paying attention at all. In episode five, that was uh, part two of the Yoga of Food series, we learned about listening. So we learned about the voice that your body has and how you can really intuitively know what you need when you listen. So if you didn't catch either of those two uh, episodes, go back and listen to them. And then today we are going to talk about part three, which is letting shit go. And this is by far the most important part to become a more mindful eater because we hold on to a lot of stuff. We hold on to emotion. We hold on to guilt. We hold on to ideas that we're supposed to follow a certain diet plan, that there's only one way to do things, that we have to be like everyone else, that somebody else had success doing this. So clearly if I do that too, that's going to be success for me. And when it doesn't, we get upset, we get angry, we get frustrated. Uh, we can, we say horrible things to ourselves, right? Uh, well, Jane lost 30 pounds when she did intermittent fasting. I did intermittent fasting and all I did was get hungry. So clearly I must be less of a person than Jane, right? So we think of these things. It's just our mind giving us an excuse, a readily available excuse for um, not achieving our goals. It's our mind trying to protect us. So I'm not going to dig into the science of that today, but I am going to talk about the value of letting shit go. So In last week's episode, I talked about how we make about 200 or so food choices a day, and most of those are emotional, right? So, um, you know, we're eating because we're tired, we're eating because we're angry, we're walking past a desk of our coworker to grab M&Ms off her 
out of her candy dish because we're bored. So all of these things kind of drive a lot of our, our food choices and we're not even thinking about them. So then there are the ones that we do think about, right? So I have to eat my vegetables. So when I'm making my plan for dinner, it should probably include some vegetables. Or I heard that I'm supposed to eat breakfast every day, so I eat breakfast every day. Whether or not breakfast makes you feel good, you're, you heard it, so you're doing it, right? So we make all of these choices and then we hold on to them. Sometimes we hold on to them longer than we need to and they stop serving us. What happens when you take emotion out of the equation? So this is where we get to the life lesson part. All right. If you've ever been in a yoga class or a meditation class and you might have heard your teacher say something like, notice the thoughts that arise. And then you get a few minutes to kind of think about whatever goes running through your brain. For me, it's usually some variation of a grocery list or perhaps um, trying to figure out what everybody else on the mat is doing or whatever. And then eventually uh, something will pop up, right? So it might be, oh, I suck at this. And then the teacher will say, now let it go. Well, how am I supposed to let it go now that I just thought of it? Like it's there now. Now I can't just forget it. You told me to think about it. Over time, I promise you, you will get the hang of letting shit go. You'll get the hang of letting go of that thought. You'll get the hang of letting go of that food choice. And fun fact about me, I was raised Irish Catholic, you guys. So I know a thing or two about guilt. Um, So if you have a lot of guilt around your food, that's going to really drive many of your choices. Now, I long since gave all that up and I have uh, segued out of the land of guilt into mindful eating. And let me tell you, it's a much rosier place to be. It is a much better way to live. So instead of feeling guilty, I had ice cream for dinner. So now I have to go for a three-mile run. Okay, that's a guilt-driven choice. Um, Or whatever it might be, right? Uh, Instead of going out to eat breakfast. So my husband and I went to breakfast the other day in the middle of a week. Oh my God. Ah. So we went to breakfast in the middle of the week. And of course we ate more than we normally would. Normally during the middle of the week, I have a smoothie for breakfast or some oatmeal or something that's very well planned, but it was a treat. And we were playing hooky and we decided that we were going to splurge and, and just have a nice morning together. A lot more calories, a lot more fat, and totally screwed up my schedule for the whole day, I have two choices at this point. I can now try to make up for it for the rest of the day by working harder, by eating less, by doing more exercise, or I could really just enjoy that experience for what it is and then let go of everything else. Just just let it go. It's happened. I don't need to think about it. I don't need to be punished for it. I don't need to make up for it. It just happened. I enjoyed it. And now I'm moving on to the next thing. So you can see that letting go is quite liberating. Back to the yoga mat, you might do a really complicated sequence, right? Your teacher is just barking out these poses one right after the other, and you're not even thinking about it. You're just going from, you know, one pose to the next pose to the next pose. And the next thing you know, 10 minutes has gone by and you've been moving and you've been flowing and just really in your body, not thinking of anything else. The second you get a moment to think about it, you're going to want to 
rehash it, right? Hooey, I did that. Oh yeah, I want to celebrate, right? Your teacher isn't going to let you dance around on your yoga mat. Take it from experience. They're going to ask you to leave. I've had that happen. True story. They're also not going to let you collapse down into the middle of your mat and just like give up for the rest of your class, right? You need to keep moving. You need to keep going along, not holding on to either the celebration or, you know, the reflections that you have. You'll take a moment, you'll take a breath, you'll recenter, but you don't have time to rehash all of that before you move on to the next thing. Now it's time to just be present. Now it's time to, okay, how do I feel right now? Not based on everything I just did, but what am I, you don't have time for that. It's just, what do I feel like right here, right now? So yoga is always driving you to try and be present. It's always driving you to try and focus on what you need in this exact moment. And if you're carrying that baggage from your past into your future, you're never going to really have that present peace. And that's where you're feeling very liberated. That's where you're making good choices. So that's our lesson for this week, right? That's our lesson off the yoga mat is that if you're always trying to carry your baggage from one part of your life into the next one, you're never going to be fully here in the here and now. So how does this apply to mindful eating and how does this apply to your food, right? So if you're holding on to food rules, maybe you're holding on to hold habits, Maybe you're trying to hold on to a previous version of yourself, or you're always trying to achieve a future version of yourself. You're always trying to be something that doesn't exist. Then you're going to make food choices around that instead of making food choices around what you are right now and who you are right now. So I know I'm getting a little woo on you guys. This is like existential yoga here. Uh, But when you really take the time to kind of try and let go of past things that you don't need, right? The rules, the guidelines, um, all of that. And you don't really quite worry about the future just yet because that'll take care of itself. And you're really, really focused on right here and right now and what you need in this moment. Then you're going to be able to make much better choices. You're going to hear what your body is telling you as far as what do you need. So maybe you just did a really intense workout. Maybe today was weight day, right? So you had to do some strength training and you're sweating and you're exhausted and your muscles are quivering. And what do you need? So you could celebrate that, whoo I just did that intense workout and now I'm going to go and uh, reward myself with a bag of chips. You can do that. Or you could really tune in and hear that your body is saying, I need nourishment. I need to be fueled. I need the fuel so that I can build these muscles that I just worked so hard on. And then you could put together a protein drink and enjoy that and feel uplifted instead of the scenario after those chips, after that intense workout is going to be that you're taking a nap that lasts for four hours. So you have options. This is what letting shit go looks like when you put it into practice. You become fully aware of right here and now, and you become more present 
in your present. So let's take a look at this whole sequence of events, right? So how do you how do you get to this mindful eating place? And keep in mind that this takes years and years to get really comfortable with, uh, but you can make some really good progress in a real big hurry. So if you started this today, even if you go back today and you listen to the other episodes and you put start putting this in practice today, I guarantee you by tomorrow, you're going to feel empowered. You're going to start to feel better. And each day you're going to feel a little bit better. Some days you're going to fall off the wagon and that's okay. You just come right back. You don't have to start at the beginning. You just start where you are. First, we built awareness. We tuned in to find our true version of who we are right now. We figure out what we need. And we do this by just paying attention, right? Not judging, not looking for excuses for why something is the way it is, not getting swept away with the stories in our monkey mind or our lizard brain, and just listening to what is actually, just the facts, ma'am, what is actually happening right here and right now and you find your truest version of yourself today. That's building awareness. And we do that by just paying attention, right? Noticing things, noticing how you feel, noticing if you're having cravings, noticing triggers, all of that. And then part two, we listen. We let our body talk to us, and then we listen to it. We hear what it has to say. So it's very much like awareness, but now we're digging a little bit deeper, right? So we can listen when our body is trying to guide us in one direction or another, because it always will. So, you know, starting to notice what's going on and then hearing, what do I need to do now? What is the thing, the action that I have to take? And then you take that action, you make that choice, and then you let go right? Let go of everything else. You just, you made the choice, you did it, you let it go. You go back to part one and you build awareness. How do I feel? What is my body telling me? Making a choice and then letting it go. And it just cycles like that all over and over and over and over again. So all of your questions, when do I eat? What do I eat? How much do I eat? Should I do intermittent fasting? Should I... Uh, do the keto diet? Should I give up gluten? Do I need to lose weight? Should I lose weight? Should How am I going to stop these hot flashes? What am I going to do when I'm emotionally eating? All of these choices can be answered with this three-step process of mindfulness and mindful eating. So when you really think about it, it's not that difficult. It's just getting into the habit. Okay. So I like journal writing for that. I like my yoga practice. I like meditation for all of these steps. Uh, but writing it down really gets you really invested and it helps to solidify it for the next step. So get in the practice, get on your yoga mat or whatever it is that you're doing and start to build awareness and hear what your body's saying and then letting go of everything else. And I think you'll find that you're starting to feel empowered to make more choices in the right direction. You're empowered now with the self-care that you're doing to do more and to feel better and to use your yoga in other places besides your yoga mat. So there you go. 
That's how you become a mindful eater in three easy steps. You're going to build awareness. You're going to uh, listen to your body and then you're going to let shit go. Super easy peasy. Okay, my friends, that is it for this week. I will talk to you again next week. Make sure that you are following me or subscribing or whatever it is that you do on whatever version of this podcast you're listening to and share, share with your friends. Let more people know that there are life lessons to be had off your yoga mat and sometimes you'll even find chocolate there. (laughs) 